Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. I'm Sue. How's it going, Zoner? Welcome back. It's going well, thank you. Yes, it's been... I feel like I haven't been around much for like the last month, but... You haven't. You've been kind of everywhere. I, I have... Well, everywhere, as in Southern California, over and over and over again. Right, right. But but I'm home for the moment. Uh, I should be here for the next week or so, and then possibly going to Florida. And then the week after that, I get to go to Alberta, Canada. So That should be nice yeah. and warm and balmy right now. You know, of all the places to go in February, Alberta is like the bottom of my list. However, it could be worse, I guess. I could be going to like Siberia or something. It's funny because I'm going to be taking my scout troop winter camping in the beginning of February, uh, where I actually take them out to the middle of nowhere and voluntarily sleep in the snow overnight. Which I think is a foolish move. However, but, uh, I understand however, the need for it. I think you'll be colder than me. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. I'll crank the heat in my room up to like 85 and I'll probably still be cold. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Cold, cold, eh? Hey, we are brought to you this week by our friends over at TurkRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, Stitcher.com, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio, and by um, Mountain Dew Ice. Have you had any of this? I have not. I I gave up drinking soda years ago. That's okay. It's clear. That means it's healthy, right? I think so. No artificial colors. Uh, Although it amazes me that like white cake mixes have red food dye in them. Right. Right. That that makes no sense. So I I'm curious if that actually has any, you know, like yellow five or whatever. With a splash of real juice. A splash. Right. What is the scientific measurement of a splash? I I think it's something that may have dripped into the vat at some point. Right. Um. Uh. There is no artificial color. Cool. Yeah. Uh. I will say this is kind of like their answer to Sprite. Is it good? It's pretty good, actually. It's is way it caffeinated? Better. It is. It's way better than that Pepsi salted caramel one I had a while back, remember? I, I do remember that. In fact, we were in the store last night. My wife saw the salted caramel Pepsi. And she looked at that and said, that sounds absolutely disgusting. And I said, you know, I don't think Zook was real keen on it. He drank the whole bottle, couldn't decide by the end if it was good. So I'm guessing it's not. Yeah, that's a bad sign. It's like watching an entire TV series to the end and going, I don't know if I liked what I just saw. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, you know, with a TV show, you're going to have episodes here and there. But overall, you're going to either like the show or not like the show. That's how that Pepsi was for you. Right. You you either like it or you don't. But no, there was like it was very nebulous. What's really funny is uh, I've so in the different uh, gas stations around me here in my my city, uh, I've gone into different ones and I can't seem to find this Mountain Dew ice anywhere in my city. Well, granted, I don't live in a huge city and I have to travel to other ones all the time for work and to visit friends, and so I buy them there. But every single gas station in my city has that salted caramel Pepsi. Do they really? Well, they it's do because Pepsi is like caffeinated. Although Mountain Dew is caffeinated, too. So. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with that. But I ask the attendant every time, so how's that selling? And they all say the exact same thing. We haven't sold a single one. Really? Yeah. Well, that's why they all still have it in stock, because right. it's their original shipment. And like four people tried it, and they realized it was crap. And so now it's just sitting there until it expires. <laughs> I'm just waiting for one of them to say, yes, yeah, some idiot 
put, posted on his podcast that it was horrible, and now we can't get rid of the stuff. Uh, you know, that could happen. We've, we single-handedly brought down BlackBerry. Yeah, Pepsi, you're next. You're on notice. Um, <laughs> you are on the list. Now, for those of you listeners who don't understand what I'm referencing there, we got a letter uh, or an email, I guess, years ago telling us to lay off BlackBerry because we were single-handedly responsible for their their downfall. So that that's what I'm referring to there. Yep. Hey, we are also brought to you by the wonderful people over at Patreon, specifically our producers uh, who signed up through patreon.com slash stolen droids and help keep the lights on here. Yes, we do appreciate it. We do appreciate it a lot. Um, if so you'd yeah. like to sign up, you can you can do so for less than the cost of a Mountain Dew Ice or Salted Caramel Pepsi a month. And the money is better spent than on a Salted Caramel Pepsi. Indeed. In fact, that stuff adds up. Using uh, those funds have been what has really helped us with our new video content, our site redesign, our equipment upgrades. Uh, you guys provide more than you know, and it doesn't take much every month to really, really help us out. So if you like the content we produce and you'd like producer credit and early access to everything we make, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash stolen droids. Yes. Exactly, and we will forever be grateful to you. So I'd like to uh, share with you a story where I'm in my office at work. It's a bit of downtime between different things I'm working on, and so I do what I always do. I open up my headlines, my my aggregate sites that pull together everything that's happening in the world of tech. I read through these four, five, six times a day um, to find everything that's happening so we can put it into uh, a show document and produce a podcast on it every week. I'm eating lunch, uh, and I come across a headline that actually made me laugh out loud. Like, I laughed so hard, I nearly sneezed my ramen out my nose. <laughs> I could just imagine you with, like, snotty ramen hanging down into your mustache. You know, you just bite it and suck it back in. It almost I could becomes just, circular at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's a never-ending circle at that point. Well, the thing is, is that it would have been worth it. And, dear listener, if you haven't heard yet, you're probably in for a laugh as well. See, once the FCC voted to repeal net neutrality, um, which still has not yet gone into effect because it has to pass the Senate, everyone started panicking. Everyone started going nuts. Uh, and so... The city of New York has made it illegal for anyone to buy internet within city limits. Let me rephrase that. It has made it illegal to sell internet service unless the service provider adheres to the rules of net neutrality. Uh, the state of Montana has decided to enact their own policies for net neutrality, have signed it into law. Okay, the governor of New Jersey is talking about doing this. Um, Florida is talking about doing this. South Carolina is talking about doing this. And it's, it's really becoming kind of hard to, um, track all of these. And so AT&T has decided to push Congress and the FCC to write some kind of baseline internet bill of rights that maybe set forth some kind of ground rules about how they can't 
um, throttle certain speeds or restrict access to other things that are just kind of a universal framework across the entire nation, kind of a federal mandate, if you will, um, that keeps everything on this internet kind of neutral. That, that right there is, um, it's kind of like the witch that lives in the candy house inviting Hansel and Gretel in for supper. That's kind of how I see this. I, I, I'm not following. It's, it's the wolf in the hen house type of deal. I would agree, except for the fact that I'm viewing this from a different standpoint. I, I would view this as um, the witch invited Hansel and Gretel into the house only to realize that the two kids were absolute turds and not worth dealing with. And now she can't get them out of the house again. <laughs> and she's asking for the village people to come help her get these innocent kids out of her house. Okay. I, I could go with that. I could go with that. Yes. I, okay. So in other words, AT&T is suddenly realizing that the idea of having to adhere to different states' regulations to provide internet is really it's a complicated. Nightmare. It's horrible. And so they want a federal regulation put in place that keeps the internet neutral between states and services to make it easier for them. To which I want to say, yeah, you think? <laughs> Maybe yeah. that was something that was recently in place until, like, seriously. <laughs> now, they were, like, very strongly opposed to net neutrality, too. Oh, sure they were. And, and so it, and it's Ajit kind Pai of was all about, ironic. Yeah, they were all about going, oh, well, you know, it's all about states' rights. It's about states' rights. <laughs> I, You know what? If If Utah wants to enact some sort of net neutrality thing, I'm cool with it. Let him. Because, yeah, if that's what it is, if it's about states' rights, okay, states, get off your butts and go do something about it. Take that right that's been given to you and use it. And make life difficult for companies like AT&T and Comcast. I, yeah. How did they not see this coming? Um, I mean... I don't know. I, I really don't know. It, uh, they are very, for companies that are able to grow and become as successful as they have become, they seem very short-sighted in a lot of areas. Yeah. Um, very, very, very short-sighted. That's a good way of putting it. And we've brought that up in the past too, where they're sitting there going, Hey, won't this be great? We'll pull in mass profits. And the rest of us are sitting there going, um, yeah, but isn't that kind of shooting yourself in the foot? And them, and not just them, a lot of different industries do this, kind of say, yeah, but if there's any kind of ill effect, we won't feel it for years. It'll yeah. give us a massive amounts of pay now. You know, it kind of reminds me of the way AOL used to do business. You know, we'll piss off our customers. That's fine. We've got plenty of more where they came from. Until all of a sudden, they didn't have plenty of more, plenty more. Right. And I think that a lot of these companies are kind of using that same business model. We're going to do what it takes to make a buck. We're going to make that buck now. And, oh, 
10 years, 20 years down the road, we'll still be around and there'll be plenty of more people to make a buck off of. Right. But It'll by that fine. point, but by that point, everybody has, has cut the cable. Comcast is struggling to be relevant. AT&T has their cell phone business. They're struggling to remain relevant. You know, it just, not to say that they're struggling to remain relevant now, but that's what happens. And, they're just not looking for it. Now, one thing that I think is really interesting about this is AT&T does want, does want no throttling. They want none of that stuff, but there's no talk in it about we're not going to give fast lanes to people if they want to pay us extra. So in a, in effect, the regular traffic is throttled because the other stuff is, is being paid for premium. But I don't think that they're seeing it that way. Well, I think they're seeing it that way. I think they're hoping other people don't see it that way. Right. Oh, well, they're not going to throttle anything. Well, if you pay for everything else to be fast and you're slow, you're being throttled. Right. If, if, if everything else stays the same except for the stuff that's paying, suddenly they're much faster, then technically that means that this is throttled. Yep. They may not be flipping a switch to slow you down. But they're still slowing you down compared to the rest of the traffic. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is interesting. I'm curious to see where this is going to go. And I've said I've said it multiple times on this show over the years. We've been doing this now, what, six and a half years, something like that, almost seven years. Mm -hmm. And I've always said I like the Internet as a wild, wild west type of scenario. Where the good thrive and the bad die. And, and brothels are in every town. And there is plenty of that on the internet. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> but now you've got, now you've got government entities and businesses saying, well, we can make money off this. And don't kid yourselves. The government's making money off of it. These politicians are making money off of it. Just look at their campaign donations. And. They're coming in and they're saying, well, we've got a better way to do this. But what they're not saying is it's not a better way for us. It's a better way for everybody that is making money. I, I just got distracted. It's better way for them, not a better way for everybody else. Right. And to describe what Zahner's talking about there, let's just give a quick little example here, okay? Most cities in America actually have laid a whole bunch of fiber optics in the ground. Fiber optic cable, they call it dark fiber. It's fiber optic cable that hasn't been lit up, but the cities have laid it. They are bound by law, they're banned by law, I should say, from using that fiber optic cabling, except for municipal services, right, utilities and, and whatnot. They can't use it. They can't activate it. They can't turn it on for anything that would help consumers or citizens, by because law. that's craziness. Why Why would we want to help them? Right. So the FCC um, allowed, I'm going to say that, allowed lobbyists to draft and pass a bill using congressmen to block cities from doing that. So instead, let's use AT&T as an example, okay, because we've already used them here in the headlines. Um, AT&T comes into a city. Uh, to Star City and says, we want to provide fiber optic service. And the city goes, okay, 
we have a ton of fiber optic cable. AT&T says, great, we're going to use it. And we're going to charge people for access to it. For the cable we don't own that we didn't lay. Yeah. And the city doesn't get money for that. AT&T gets money for that. AT&T kicks money back up through the lobbyists to the Congress people who allowed this to happen. And then AT&T turns around and says, we just don't have the money to expand the infrastructure. And if you allow us to get rid of net neutrality and pass these tax cuts, it'll open up all this revenue so we can expand our infrastructure. Except technically we're not expanding our infrastructure. We're using the city's infrastructure that already exists. Yeah, but it makes them look like the good guys. Right. Which is pretty shady, but do you really expect anything less of the cable companies? I just have to say, though, this is the fastest. I mean, I almost got whiplash by how quickly they changed their tune, by how quickly they turned around and had to say, whoa, whoa, that's a bad idea. Maybe we could bring back some kind of net neutrality document after all. We'll just, we just can't call it net neutrality because that makes us look like idiots. We'll call it an Internet Bill of Rights. Which I think net neutrality was originally described as, wasn't it? Well, I didn't say they're original. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of net neutrality, remember all those uh, fraudulent comments that uh, were petition uh, opened into the petition saying, no, no, we want to get rid of net neutrality? No, you can't prove they're fraudulent. You, if, and if, if, you know, they... There's evidence that there's fraud going on, then all the other ones are going to be thrown out. Well, I think we can actually. So the attorney general of New York has decided to, and we brought this up in previous episodes. Uh, he is opening a case into identity theft and he's citing the FCC as a witness saying that, look, these were American citizens. And in this case, many New York citizens whose identities were stolen to enter in fraudulent comments into the system. You think they got that information from Equifax? Maybe. Well, the problem is, is that despite the fact he's an attorney general and it's an entire state, uh, the FCC is refusing to respond. They will not release any information. They will not give, they won't even return calls anymore. So the United States Government Accountability Office is stepping in. The GAO? The GAO, um, they are opening an official investigation into the FCC, into the comment system. Uh, this will not happen quickly. These are typically large, large uh, investigations. They try to be very thorough. Take a lot of time. Yeah, but uh, I, I think we can expect to see some heads roll. I don't think anyone's going to care. I, I think by the time the findings come out, we're going to see people already gone. Yeah. Like Ajit Pai will have, have stepped down or his term will be up. I mean, this is – I don't think that this is anything that's going to affect anybody who is there currently. And ultimately, I don't know how much benefit it's going to have, but it is nice to see that they are being investigated. Yeah, I mean, this really is going to boil down to a, 
look, okay, this is going to get political here for a second. I apologize. I really do apologize. I know, I, I know everyone thinks that we're just saying that because we're just trying to cover our, our rears, but no, I really am apologizing here because I hate going into this. But what's going to happen here is, is that they're going to find some corruption. I'm not saying that anyone at the FCC wasn't behind uh, the fraudulent comments, but I'm going to say that uh, they're going to find that they turned a blind eye to it and allowed it to happen and used it because it benefited their own ends. It's going to end in scandal. Um, he's probably going to, uh, Ajit Pai is probably going to have to step down. And the people who are interested in keeping him or defending him are going to write it off as something else. And he's just going to go silently into the night. Is Russia going to be the boogeyman in this? Probably. Probably. And it's going to be another just bright red sign for those of us who care. And it's going to be another bit of fake news for all the people who don't. Yeah, because I think you're right. People, If we're being honest, people are using that term to describe anything that, frankly, they don't care about. Or that they disagree with. Right. Hey, by the way, um, every other country has their hooks into our entire cyber intelligence system. They can access our voting records. They can access our websites. They can access our defense network, our infrastructure. Oh, fake news. Uh, well, no, 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 it, it's not. It's, it's real news. Yep. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen there. They're going to find him guilty. He's going to be ousted. Overall, it's not going to change anything. No, ultimately, I don't think it'll change much. Yeah. <sighs> so let's go into some other cybersecurity news. This one, um, I just about wanted to scream at my monitor. Ramen noodle hanging out of my, my nose. <laughs> you spilled it down your chin. Yes. Um, so this one pisses me off to no end, but... Security firms, software firms, and Zonor unfortunately doesn't know which headline I'm going into this year because we haven't written them cleanly and we're not going in order. Uh, but large security firms, large software firms who were try interested in selling software to Russia would let Russian researchers pick apart the software to try and find vulnerabilities in it before they'd buy Okay, so why would they do that, and what does it mean for us? Well, it's actually not an uncommon practice um, for a lot of companies to say, oh, you want our HR software, right? You want to uh, – well, okay, yes, but it's going to be a security issue. We want to make sure that the code is clean. Okay, well, please sign this non-disclosure agreement. We will release the source code to you. You can see every in and out of the software. You can see exactly how it goes. Um and you can see if you like it. Oh, hey, yeah, we did that. We picked over it. We had a forensic uh, programmer look through it. We like it. We're going to go with it. Great. Yeah, and, and they do this to make sure, well, for one, there's no vulnerabilities. But two, you know, there's a backdoor. If you're using an HR software and it's got backdoors to it, that's opening up your entire organization to to whoever. Right. And that's scary. And so this is an important process. Right. Well, here's the problem is that technically speaking, Russia is not an enemy of the state, 
But in practice, we know they're up to some shady stuff when it comes to cyber attacks on U.S. infrastructure. I, uh, so, I think that is such an understatement. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to be pretty, uh, pretty diplomatic about it. So it's disturbing to find out that SAP, Symantec, McAfee, um, who else here? Uh, there's a whole bunch of other ones, actually. Uh, Hewlett Packard, uh, ArcSight, um, I mean, all of them. Microfocus, they allowed Russia to pick through all their code to look for vulnerabilities. Yeah, that's so, disconcerting at at minimum. So when um when they're saying how Kaspersky is linked to the Russians and how we can't trust them, I got news for you. Uh, I think it's a good sign we can't trust any of them. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that is that is a good comment. Um but the thing is if everything is compromised, what do you do? Well, and that is kind of an interesting question. What can they do as businesses who are trying to sell software everywhere? Do they have to have a specialized version just for every client? Do they have to have a specialized version for each country? Are they simply not allowed to sell outside the U.S. or its allies? Uh, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, that's a good question. Where do you go from here if if you've got bad guys looking at your code and knowing how everything works? I mean, that could kill a lot of companies mm-hmm. straight up. I mean, you look at Kaspersky, the problems they're having now. And that's just all conjecture and a few headlines here and there. Um, I can't even remember if it turned out to be true or not. We've talked about so much stuff. It only keeps going back and forth so much. Can't even tell if it. Yeah, you you don't know what's what's legitimate and what's not. So, do you just not do anything? Do you find some mom and pop software company that? doesn't it isn't big enough to work with some of these entities well even look there's a lot to be said against globalization but let's say let, let's let's draw out the scenario okay let's say that u.s companies that build the software aren't allowed to sell outside the u.s anymore right that forces that that forces the local countries to have their own software creators okay we've always made fun of france for suing google Right. And saying, hey, look, if you don't like it, why don't you make your own? Well, guess what? They will. And it's not going to be as good. Not because I think that U.S. software is the best software in the world. But let's be honest. We have a bit of a head start on it. Yeah. Google's got years. Google's got years ahead of anything France is going to churn out. So does that suddenly mean that the U.S. is now light years ahead of other countries? Does that mean that companies that wanted to open offices internationally now can't? Because, oh, hey, we want to open an office in the Netherlands, but we can't because the software that our company uses isn't allowed in the Netherlands. And the software that they use in the Netherlands sucks. Sorry, Netherlands. I was just picking one out there. Yeah. My cat is like mauling me with love right now. And the fact that the earbuds are a very alluring cord is not helping 
Yeah, and and I appreciate that I'm not seeing your cat's butthole like I so often do. Yes. So well, thank you for that. He doesn't like you enough for the butthole, you know. Well, not tonight. Most times, yeah, he usually does. Um, in other security uh, news, surprising absolutely no one, it turns out that Tinder has a lack of encryption, and is very openable to exploits that allow people to see which way you are swiping. Who knew that a hookup app had software vulnerabilities? Yeah, that's kind of, this kind of made me laugh. How uh, many, how many is that now? Like eight, nine in the last year alone? Like all of them. All it of seems. them. It's, yeah, this is, this is just crazy. This is just crazy. Um, <laughs> I, I love at the end of this article, there's, there's a couple, couple little bullet points that they have. And they say, if the world's biggest porn site can go all in an encryption, surely Tinder can too. And this is, of course, talking about Pornhub uh, going all in on encryption to try and protect their users' privacy, which, you know, I'm sure their users would appreciate if only sites like Ashley Madison could could protect their stuff a little bit better. It's funny to me that Pornhub has their finger on the pulse of technology usage in the 21st century. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because... Not surprising, really, but... No, well, you look at, like, the VHS and Betamax Wars of the 80s. And the porn industry kind of helped swing that a little bit. So it's not surprising that that they're still helping swing technology. Well, hey, we wouldn't have e-commerce the way we do if it wasn't for the porn industry. They were the first websites to take credit card information over a website. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they really have, you got to give it to them. Yeah, maybe it's not your cup of tea, but they've done a lot with technology that has kind of laid the groundwork. But Tinder, I mean, this is just, just imagine how embarrassing that could be if like you're swiping stuff and like freaky stuff. I don't know. Somebody starts looking at it. I mean, this could like ruin lives. It could just like the Ashley Madison hack. This could literally ruin people's lives if if that information is is out there in the wild. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's just people. That's, I I can't stress it enough. Just stop using those apps. Go to a bar and hook up the old fashioned way. Reply to so an ad on Craigslist. Though, so much effort. Well, and you do an ad on Craigslist, and you may end up with you know a cop coming over. It depends on what you're advertising <laughs> or what you think you're getting. That Yeah, that is true. And I guess the true could, same could be said for Tinder. I've never used it, so I don't know. But. It worked for me. I'm still married to her. Tinder? What? Or Craigslist? Craigslist. Oh, that's right. You did meet on Craigslist, didn't Tinder you? wasn't around 10 years ago. That's true. That's true. So where to next, sir? You're just like bouncing all over the map here on our show notes. I don't even know where we're at. Is Match.com protected? Is that still a thing? I don't even know. I don't I've know been married a... for 20 years. I don't know these things that the kids are yeah, using. You these better days. hope Mrs. Zahner doesn't ever leave you or die. You wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd probably die in the gutter. It's like, well, I met my last one here at a college campus. I guess it's a good place to start again. Well, what do you mean, officer? What do you mean I can't be here? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, my, my only hope in this life is that I go first. 
because I'm not going to do well on my own. It's not going to be a pretty sight. Nope. On the flip side, I'd probably do a podcast every night just because I have nothing else to do. So that each, could be each good one for sounding lonelier, lonelier and lonelier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just go into my eventual demise when I end up dead on the couch with an Xbox controller in my hand. And a it's bag time of again for Zoner's crying hour. <laughs> <laughs> Upbeat, jazzy intro music, and then just an hour of you crying, just sobbing maybe, violently. Maybe, maybe a sponsor break in the middle. Yeah, that would be that would be good entertainment right there. <laughs> The great Good thing is is that you could just repeat the same episode each week and no one would really be sure. No, they wouldn't. Just adjust the levels on it in post-production and we're good to go. Man, that sounds depressing. <laughs> oh, the I could call the I could call the epi- the podcast the crying game. Yeah, just I could just cry while I play Xbox. Do you stream want, it on Twitch. Dear listener, do you want to feel better than someone else whose life sucks? Listen to The Crying Game, where at yes. least you know that your life isn't as that that bad. Yeah, it could. It, as long as you're doing better than me, you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, speaking of absolute screw-ups when it comes to software and programming, you remember that little thing um, that is absolutely devastating the entire computer industry left and right that was brought to us by Intel and AMD? The Meltdown? Meltdown? Inspector, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they've been rolling out fixes for that, software fixes. Intel's now asking us to stop installing the software fix. Turns out there's a problem with the fix. Um Evidently, this patch slows things down a little bit more than expected. You know, I, it's ha- having some weird repercussions on certain machines as well. Like my computer, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the last show, but I had an update from Microsoft and all of a sudden half of my mic, well, not half, like all of my Microsoft stuff would not work. Mm-hmm. I couldn't open the search bar or search start start menu. I couldn't open, um, you know, task manager. I couldn't do anything. I had to roll back till before the time where I had that had that update. And I think my kids installed, or I think the update installed on the computer my kids use. While I was gone this week, because all of a sudden they're having problems logging in. They can't do anything. And yeah, it's it's buggered up a lot of people's machines. And so I think it's kind of funny that they are now, what, two weeks after the fact saying, oh, just kidding. Don't do it. Uh, I was talking with my customer this week. They had to roll back like all the computers in their in their um, organization. Because they applied the patches and it broke everything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it gets even better. And if you want to think, oh, geez, Intel, what are you thinking? Microsoft actually had to pull the patch for AMD Spectre out of uh, circulation when it was rendering some computers completely unbootable. Ooh. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad way to go there. That's a very bad way to go. Um, so good job there. Let's just Let's just keep that screwing up left and right. So what do people do in those cases? I mean, they've lost everything at that point. Are we going to see class action lawsuits going on here? We should. I would hope. I would hope. Because, yeah, that that's not cool. Nope. 
Not at all. Uh, the good news is, is that if your computer can't boot, the data's not lost. It's still on your hard drive. And I say that because I know that as an IT person. I yeah. don't expect everyone else to know that. It still sucks. Um, but it doesn't mean the computer's necessarily fried. True. True. It's not like you just took a magnet to your hard drive. Right. Hey, speaking of Microsoft and speaking of Windows, um, when Microsoft Windows 10 came out, a lot of people complained a lot about, oh, we don't know what kind of information they're taking and what they're tracking and who they're giving the information to. And it's just, this is like the NSA, which is funny because, I, I, okay, fanboy here for a moment. Allow me to put my Microsoft fanboy hat on, if you will. Let me get this straight. You post everything you're doing to Twitter and Instagram. You record live video on Facebook. You check in at different events, at sporting games. You take selfies of yourself with your friends and other strangers. You post every waking moment of everything you do voluntarily to Facebook and Google. And then you turn around and you kind of freak out because you think Microsoft might be sending some information somewhere. Because you're not, apparently. <laughs> they, the people that are upset are the ones that wanted to send it themselves via social media. I, I, this baffles me. Like, how many paint chips have these kids been eating? But in any case, um, most of this is from the EU, if we're being honest. And they're a lot bigger about tracking privacy and being more transparent than we are here in the States. Well, in return to that, uh, to reply to that, Microsoft says, fine, you want to see what we're sending? We're going to give you all the info. In an upcoming patch, which is already rolling out to insiders and will be coming out soon to everyone else, they will open up a new diagnostic data viewer that will allow you to see Everything, everything that Windows is transmitting. Think of Wireshark. If you're an IT person, you know what Wireshark is. It does, what it does is it sits there and it listens to packets on your network and it decrypts what those packets are. It's really handy if you have someone on your network who is doing some nefarious stuff and you can't figure out who. It does it at a network level to see where it's coming from, where it's going to, and what information is in it. It's like that, only built into Windows. And I got to warn you, a lot of this is super boring, like unbelievably boring. So go nuts, people, you privacy crazies. Comb through this. You know, I am. We've had so many data breaches in the last, let's say, three years. How long have I been receiving free credit monitoring? Four years. Let's say four years. We have Equifax, we have Yahoo, we have the U.S. government, Office of Personnel Management, we have Home Depot, we have Target, we have Blue Cross. I mean, there are tons and tons of organizations, big ones, that have leaked a lot of sensitive data. And then you factor in all of the stuff that people post online, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Yelp, um, Foursquare. Uh, Instagram, it doesn't matter. They're posting stuff. You've got location services turned on on your phone, which we can talk about in a minute. And people are upset about this. It's like, dude, there is no privacy. It's gone. You've let it out there. What little there was left after all these big data breaches, 
you've kind of let any vestiges, last vestiges of privacy that you may have thought you had go. Take a deep breath and, I don't know, take a step back and chill. Mm-hmm. I just... People, honestly, I, I mean, I'm kind of mad over this, honestly. I, I just... A lot of the reasons that Microsoft has been in hot water about all this is fake news. Hey, I'm going to use the phrase too. But when I say fake news, I mean actually fake news. Uh, stories about how Microsoft built a keylogger into Windows 10 and about how um, the gaming systems – you could remember when Windows 10 first came out and even Blizzard came out and said it was impossible to install a game onto Windows 10? Yeah. Blizzard came out and said that. And that um, – all the ad-supported versions of the games were going to just steal all your information and whatnot. People, I guarantee you, no one has had their, inf- their identity stolen or their information stolen by Windows. If you did, it's because it was an HP version of Windows and HP had their own keylogger. Or you installed a dodgy <laughs> toolbar. Or, you know, it's like... <sighs> yeah, how many times have people installed something that was questionable at best and ended up getting viruses and stuff. It's not Microsoft that did that to you. It's your own stupidity. It's your own gullibility. Well, I want to have emojis for my email. I Shut really, up. I really, really want the Animoji uh, cursor or the dancing girl in my corner or the patriotic American flag waving in the corner of my screen. What do you mean? Sure, I'll install the toolbar to do that. No! Yeah, that's just, oh my god! You know what this is? Okay, here's time to trigger some people. Microsoft is like the digital equivalent of vaccines. It doesn't matter how much evidence they ever put to the contrary. They can spend billions and billions and billions of dollars and decades of time and research proving that they don't give your identity out or they don't steal any sensitive information and people are still going to swear that it causes autism. Okay. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Microsoft windows 12 now with 95% less autism. Look, we stopped putting mercury in the OS updates. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's awesome. They're the same, the same things in my computer are the same things in dish cleaner. I don't care. Stop eating it. That's funny. That's funny. And as if to prove this, they're now going to start peddling their autism causing OS to, uh, schools. They're actually marketing now, uh, $200 Microsoft Windows 10 notebooks. You know, that makes me nervous when I hear $200 notebook. Because that, to me, just does not seem like a very beefy notebook. But it's not. I, it's I not. guess if you're just using Word and surfing the internet, it's probably sufficient. Well, a lot of schools now use Chromebooks. My kids use Chromebooks left and right. Yeah. And that's really what this is to fight. This is to go against Chromebooks. So they fold flat. They have a touch screen. They can use them as a tablet. It has full access to Office 365 and the entire Office suite, which, if we're being honest, is what people are really, what Microsoft is really trying to sell. 
Um, they're also bringing out a, and I love this, the Minecraft Education Edition. Which is cool. It has a chemistry-based uh, build structure. So you can build things, and you're basically building chemical reactions in the game using Minecraft-style uh, mechanics. That's cool. That that really is. And that that's a cool way to get kids interested in STEM. Mm-hmm. That that really is cool. But remember, those updates cause autism. Um, Google's in a bit of hot water, and I'm not sure as to why. Four days ago, Android Authority um, released an article talking about how they found that Google's location history is tracking way more than anyone thought. Um, a list of things are tracking. Uh, and, and of course they're, uh, they're reporting on from another source called Quartz. Um, types of movements that your phone thinks you're doing. Walking, bicycling, in rail, uh, driving, uh, barometric pressure. Whether or not you're connected to Wi-Fi. The MAC address of the Wi-Fi access point you're connected to. The MAC address, signal strength and frequency of every nearby Wi-Fi access point, even if you're not connected to them. Nearby Bluetooth beacons, the charge level of your phone battery, the voltage of your battery, the GPS coordinates of your phone, and the accuracy of those coordinates, and your elevation. Um, I'm not saying that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. However, I thought this was general knowledge. We talked about this over a year ago. Yeah, you kind of turn this on and agree to it. I'm not saying it's right. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was big news that it was tracking all this even when we had it turned off. You know, when we had tracking off, that was news. Or that it was tracking Wi-Fi even when we had Wi-Fi turned off or Bluetooth turned off. That was news. But, like, how did you think... Google was providing those maps of available Wi-Fi in different areas. How do you think Google Maps knows traffic conditions? Right. I, I'm i just a little bit confused as to why major news sources are, are now cluing into this. Or Yeah, this seems like... Old news to me, but you know everybody's gonna got to get upset now because Google is overreaching on their privacy. They are doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Blah blah blah. We know Google does this. Google's been doing it since day one. That's how Google became Google. I I don't understand why the outrage now. Yeah, I just. It's weird. Now, now, like you said, there are some there are some concerns here. Uh, you know, it, you turn on the permissions, you give it the permission to track your location. It doesn't really lay out everything that's being tracked. However, like you said, if you stop and think about it. Of course it's tracking Wi-Fi. Of course it's tracking elevation. Of course it's tracking all this stuff. Because it has that information. And oh, by the way, they're listening to you too. Yeah. It's always listening. And I think that they 
talked about that years ago at at one of the was it Google I/O when they announced the Nexus Seven, mm-hmm. or maybe the Google Now. One of those two. Um, I think it was the Google Now Google I/O. But they said, yeah, we're listening so that we can accurately predict what you're going to search for when you go hit that search bar and do a search. This is no secret if you pay attention. Yeah, I I don't know what's... We're not saying it's right. If anyone has a problem with it, let us know. Feedback at stonedroids.com. What's your thought on it? I've just kind of... and, And maybe I'm a shill, you know. I just view this as kind of the cost of living with these devices, of using these devices. I want the convenience of these different things that this device offers. This is what it asks of me in return. And I I, agree. And I accept that. And if you choose to live off the grid and not take advantage of the Internet, not take advantage of a smartphone, not take advantage of even a dumb phone, then that's your prerogative. But this is the price. This is the cost of doing business. You don't get these. Nothing is free. Oh, well, Google Google search is free. No, it's not. You're giving up your data. Yeah. You're agreeing to the terms and services by using their services. Their terms are, we're going to make you our product. I, I just, yeah. Whatever. Welcome to the 21st century. Um, We have leaked renders of the Galaxy S9. I am thoroughly whelmed. You know, the S8, they, it almost looks like a, the edge. The way that the, there's not really any bezel there on the side. The S9 is appearing to take a step back. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. This is done by Evan Blass or EV Leaks. He has a great track record. Like it just an uncanny track record, right? If this is accurate, this is disappointing. I guess we're going to see. Well, yeah, we'll find out at the end of February what's going on. Yeah, uh, supposedly it comes with one more gig of RAM, a, a, a one-step-up processor, and a variable aperture camera, which I got to say, if that's it, I'll stick with my S8 Plus. Thank you very much. I love the thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's just I don't know. Maybe they're taking taking the time off. Maybe <laughs> and they'll come back with the S the S10 and have it be phenomenal. They'll call it the SX though. The and, Samsung Galaxy Six. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, and speaking <laughs> of weird things, Apple does. So it's long been uh, assumed that if you call nine one one on your cell phone. Uh, 911 services don't actually know where you are because of the way cell phone services are triangulated. Well, it's not actually accurate. Android, um, back in July 2016, enabled uh, advanced mobile location, uh, which sends your location via GPS uh, to emergency services in every country that supports it. Um, strangely, uh, Apple has refused to adhere to that standard or implement it themselves until now why is it that they've held off on on doing that do you know i don't it doesn't make is it any just sense at all apple being apple I, I i don't it doesn't make sense it it really doesn't 
it, this, this to me is a lot like like a little known fact, maybe maybe a little known fact, maybe everyone knows it. If you hold down nine on your phone's keypad, it speed dials nine one one. That's a feature going back to flip phones fifteen years ago. And I did not know that, and probably because I have never had to dial nine one one from my cell phone. Yeah, I mean. That, but this is almost like Apple saying, yeah, I know that everyone has done that. We're not going to. Why? What does it cost you? What do you gain from being the outlier who refuses to do this? Well, in the new version, iOS 11.3, um, it will finally enable that. So, yay? But good for Apple. It's about time. They're going to innovate the way we save our lives. Yes, they are. Um, in YouTube news, YouTube S is launching. Um, no, never mind. That's not YouTube S. That's a bad headline. Bloomberg. I hate Bloomberg's site. Bloomberg sucks. Let's talk about the exploding battery. Well, no, it is still uh, an important story. YouTube uh, has a new agreement for artists for musical artists to put their content up on youtube they'll give uh, musicians money to help produce content and they'll put it up on youtube first um, and all you have to do as a musician is sign away your soul that says you will never say negative things about youtube I don't want to do business with anybody that says I can never criticize them. Right. Maybe it's just me, but I want to reserve that right in case they really screw me over. Right. That seems a little shady, right? It does. Yeah. Okay. Now let's get into weird Chinese people biting their phones. <laughs> this is this video is great too by the way a video has come out from china um where a customer who's getting his battery replaced in his iphone decides to test to see if the new battery's real look uh there's a lot of shady chinese knockoffs i don't doubt that people get fake batteries from there all the time heck i tried to order some stuff it turns out it was coming from china i got empty boxes okay it happens but i wouldn't bite it this guy did exactly that he bit the replacement battery his teeth punctured one of the cells and it exploded as a breached battery is going to do you know i the thing is what even if it's not real it's not like it's going to be made out of chocolate <laughs> right what what was the best case scenario here yeah i mean, what is the guy expecting ooh it's nougat i mean <laughs> i i don't know man this is just what's, oh wow what's really funny to me is that no one around him seems perturbed in the slightest that this man is putting a battery in his mouth and biting it yeah, they're all scared when it goes horribly wrong and explodes. I just... I, I can't stop watching this. This is like one of the coolest things ever. And it's like... It's like Darwinism in effect here. Except nobody died. I, I don't know if anybody got... um 
got it says nobody was injured, which is amazing, but I mean cuz it looks like it exploded right in his and and some ladies faces. So I I'm amazed nobody got hurt, but wow, this is just hilarious to me. I I think that needs to be the new standard. When you go get a battery for a new any device, I mean laptop, cell phone, car, just put it in your mouth and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, maybe he was trying to just recapture his childhood. You know, just kind of lick a 9-volt a battery. See, I've never even done that. Dude, you haven't lived. I have never done that because I have a little bit of sense. Not a lot, but enough to know don't go licking batteries. Right. Well, fine. <laughs> Look at the big brain on you. I know. Well, hey, before we wrap up our show, there is one piece of news that I want to mention real quickly. Um, Mort Walker, the creator of comic strips such as Beetle Bailey and High and Lois, passed away uh, yesterday, January 27th, at the age of 94. I uh, just want to publicly thank him. Uh, his comics were a huge, huge source of joy for me. Well, I mean, even to this day, I still enjoy them. And he was very influential and groundbreaking in the way he did comics and helping make the Sunday comics what they were and the funny papers what they are. And so I just want to publicly thank him from, from all of us here at Stolen Droids for, for his contributions to the art. Mm-hmm. He will be missed. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for the downer there. I know. I, well, you know, we finished talking about dumb Chinese people and, you know, just had to had to bring us down because we were too giddy at watching batteries explode in people's faces. I guess. I guess. Um, all right. Into our favorites. My favorite. Which one did I finally end on? Oh, yes. Tarantino. Um, so it's been long rumored that Quentin Tarantino um, is going to take over the reins and direct the next Star Trek movie. I really hope this isn't true. But um, who cares? Nerdist made their own version of what Tarantino's Star Trek movie should look like. And they recut together a whole bunch of the original series clips into probably the most Tarantino-ish trailer I've ever seen. I love it. You should see it. You know, it's so weird, though, to hear hear Spock dropping F-bomb after F-bomb. I mean, right? that's just... <laughs> Yay, Tarantino. I'm not a huge Tarantino fan. I, I'm not a huge Tarantino fan, but he is talented. Uh, my favorite's a little bit weird this week. Uh, I was traveling, and when I travel, I get to go to some restaurants that I wouldn't normally go to. I came across a restaurant called Houston's in Irvine, California, but they do have they do have places all across the country. And if you like ribs, this is a place that you need to go to. Because I'm fairly certain that their ribs have ruined me for all for all ribs for the rest of my life. They were the most delicious things I have ever put into my mouth. I had ribs the next night at another place and two nights later at a different place. And while the ribs at the other places were good, I they they just were not good enough. And so I want to throw a shout out to Houston's because, wow, that was that was some awesome stuff. And if you are ever in the area of a Houston's, 
I highly recommend you go check out the ribs and enjoy the meat falling off the bone. Mm. That sounds very good. Yeah, I said it was a little different, but you know, I'll, I'll pimp a restaurant. That was that was not a paid advertisement, by the way. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show this week. Let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, maybe Tinder. You know, swipe, listen to us. I don't know. Maybe that fell flat. <laughs> we're, we're not on Tinder. Zook might be on Tinder. Um, check us out at uh, Patreon.com slash StolenDroids. Until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.